everyone has a passion. Everyone has a dream. Everyone has a desire. And sometimes people just need a little bit of a push and a little bit of a guidance to achieve what they want. Welcome to the Small Business Celebration Podcast, where we guide you, the small business owner, from the status quo to the success to transformation with tools like this podcast, customized workshops, and personalized detailed coaching. I'm your host, Michael Roberts, and today our guest is Karina Carrillo Claxton of the House of Beauty. Today, Karina is going to guide us on the pitfalls that can lead to a poor choice in a business partner, how millennials can become successful business owners of their own, and how to create an experience that not only do your customers enjoy, but have potential employees wanting to come work for your business. But before we get into this wide-ranging interview, let's hear a quick message from our sponsors. Tim McNeely with Lifestone Wealth Management understands that most entrepreneurs like you simply want to make a difference in the lives of the people they love and the causes they care about. In order to do that, you need assistance in solving all of your unique financial needs. The problem is, your current financial advisor wants to talk about what a great job they are doing managing your investment portfolio, and that can leave you feeling frustrated and misunderstood. Tim believes you deserve financial advice that moves beyond your portfolio. Tim understands that you need advice on minimizing taxes, taking care of the next generation, and protecting your hard-earned assets, all while supporting the causes you are passionate about. That is why, for the last 20 years, Tim has focused on providing advice beyond investments. Here's how it works. First, you and Tim meet, and he learns what really matters to you. Then... Tim presents a plan for moving forward, making real progress towards achieving your most important goals. To get started, contact Tim at lifestonewm.com. That's lifestonewm.com. And start making a difference in the lives of the people you love and the causes you care about. Today's economy is growing. The question is, are the team of new employees you are going to bring on board going to help you build a strong and profitable business? Small Business Celebration can guide you to three indispensable virtues that make some people better team players than others and build a framework with easy-to-use tools for identifying, hiring, and developing ideal team players for your organization. If you want to create a culture of teamwork for your business that is simple, practical, and works, Go to smallbusinesscelebration.com today. Build a team that wants you to succeed. Go to smallbusinesscelebration.com today. Welcome, fellow business owners. Today, our guest is Karina Carrillo Claxon of the House of Beauty. Good morning, and welcome to the podcast. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Karina is a fantastic guest this morning because she is a millennial. And she is a millennial, and we've heard all the bad, horrible stories about all those millennials. And yet, here is Karina, who has started her own business, who has bootstrapped her own business. She has built it up from the ground up. And not only has she built up this business that's successful, and it's been going for four-plus years, and she's even been able to parlay that into a secondary business with a salon. And so tell us a little bit, Karina, about how this whole thing got started. I started this journey eight years ago, first of all. Uh And it started with 
going to beauty school. And while I was in there, I started building my clientele as hard as I could. And even though I made absolutely no money, I had a dream and my dream was to have my own salon. Getting out of the beauty school, getting licensed, I started at two salons. That was just two years. I learned what not to do, mostly what not to do. <laughs> and I learned that I did not like traditional open concept salons. What, what's an open concept salon? Typically, when you walk into a salon, mm -hmm. it's one huge room and everyone has stations lined up against the wall or in the middle of the room. So everyone is next to someone. Mm. There is no privacy. It's loud. Dryers are going. And I wanted to step away from that. I wanted to provide a more peaceful, relaxing, calming environment where clients were comfortable talking about whatever they wanted to their stylist and provide for the stylist or even the nail technician, whoever was going to be working for the, to provide a, an area for them that they can make their own. Mm. And I came upon this house downtown and it was perfect. It was so ugly. <laughs> there was carpet. The walls were nasty. It needed so much work and nobody saw my vision. My family thought I was crazy. My then business partner thought I was crazy. And I had to literally draw, draw every room and exactly what I wanted in it for them to get even a hint of what I was wanting to see. Mm -hmm. So four years later, every room is filled. Uh, most of our staff have been here for over two years and last year actually a year and a half ago mm -hmm. i opened up a second location some of my part-time staff we transitioned them over to full-time and they are now at the spa so wonderful that's and my story how many staff members do you have so i actually call them my glam squad <laughs> okay <laughs> technically okay. in the state of california i cannot call them staff okay but okay. they are the glam squad and i have 21 right now wow wow that's significant. You, yes, it is. And you have 21 members of your glam squad, and they feel like they're at home here yes. in your closed concept. What do you do for them and develop this culture that makes them want to come up, come back and produce every day and love working for your business? So the way that I'm able to do that is they get their room, mm -hmm. and they get to design decorate paint however they want as long as it coordinates with the overall color scheme or ambiance of the salon mm -hmm. and each one of them has been able to do that and they love their room more for it so they all don't have the same color or same type of station or the same mirrors or the same cabinets but they all go together right and because of that they feel more comfortable. They feel comfortable coming into work knowing that this space is theirs, mm. that it it's not a cookie cutter station. Mm -hmm. It's what they want. It's how they like it. And their clients get that feeling also. Mm -hmm. When I first started, my goal was to have independent contractors come on who were still building. Mm -hmm. My goal was to make sure that we brought clients to them so that they be can become successful, whether they stayed here or not. Mm -hmm. And my salon is known for bringing professionals in and providing clients for them, helping them, not just providing clients for them. I don't want to say it that way, but helping them know how to bring clients in 
pushing them to become better, pushing them to train or to learn more skills. And that's one of the main, main successes of the house of beauty. Mm-hmm. And it's also that everyone here is really good. Okay. I honestly feel like I have some of the best in Bakersfield. There's a lot of good hairstylists, but we share clients. We have clients here all day. Mm. They'll come in to get their lashes done, their nails done, their hair done, their facials, their waxing, their massage. And that is what makes us successful because we don't just provide hair. We provide everything. And it's not just basic. It's quality, good products, good services. And that's been something that's driven the House of Beauty to be successful. And people are starting to know our name. So that says a lot. Yeah. It's very apparent that you are not a top-down command and control business leader in, in the House of Beauty. And you do a lot of motivating and uplifting and encouragement and development for your for your Glam Squad members. And what do you do on a daily basis to help them encourage and build them up and keep them moving in the, in the right direction in the vision of your company? So before they actually start, I do sit down, I talk to them. Mm -hmm. I do have a lot of people come in and ask to work here. And thankfully, I have been blessed with not having any more space. (laughs) But I talk to them and I ask them their goals. Mm. I ask them, where do you see yourself in five years? What do you want out of this business? And it is a little more difficult now because I have a lot more people working, working at the House of Beauty. But I do go to their room or we have lunch. I will randomly ask someone out for lunch and we sit down and we talk and I ask them how they're doing. I ask them, what can I do to help you? If I see that they're not posting enough on social media, or if I see that their book isn't as busy as they want it to be. And they're very, very honest, very open with me. Mm -hmm. We work together to make sure that they are, if there's something that they need to work on a skill or there was um, an issue with anything, I, I'm quick to contact them or send them a text message and just stay in contact with them to make sure that things are going smooth. Or I'll just come in the room and ask them everything. Okay. Is there anything I can do for you? And like I said, it's a little more difficult to do that. Now I have to be more on top of it because there's more people and I have to go to two separate locations, but that's something that, that I make sure that I do. So if I understand this correctly, one of the, what you're really trying to do is this isn't just a job for your glam squad members this you want this to be an experience for them as well exactly when you started your career um if i if i understand my uh my uh, digging onto your background well enough you started off as a as a at san joaquin community hospital and yes. then you went to beauty school. Yes. And see, I do homework on my I, know, on my I like that. Thank you. <laughs> but going into developing your own business to start off with, did you have a mentor or somebody whose credibility that you could work with that help establish what you were doing and help establish your vision? So, yes, I did. I started in the hospital setting. Mm-hmm. And while I was working in the hospital, I went to Uh, Milan Institute. And there I had a mentor, one of the instructors, his name is Johnny Gonzalez. He Mm -hmm. owns JG Designs. He also has his own um, salon suite. And he was very honest with me. He was very 
knowledgeable in color. Color mm. was something that didn't come easy to me. I actually didn't go to school to do hair. I went to school to do makeup and nails, mm. which I do not do anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you spend more of your time running the business than you do in, in the chair. Well, I do work in the chair also. Mm. But um, yeah, I feel like the business side of it is is taking more of my time. But Johnny was the best instructor that anyone could ever ask for. And the reason I say that is, like I said before, he, he was very honest with me and he never gave me the answers. Mm. He made me think about things and he made me give him the answers to my questions. And that was not easy because sometimes he would look at me like, girl, think about it again. <laughs> and so if I had any questions, whether it was color theory, color related or business related, I had to give him an answer before he gave me an answer because he wanted me to think. And so I've always kept that with me and I will never, ever forget that he's, he's been the one to do that for me. Has he come by and seen what All you've done here? Oh, he does. Good. All the time. Good. So Good. he lives close by and he takes his dogs for a walk and I always see him walking around or driving around um, and he'll come and visit or he'll just sit down, we'll go have lunch, and he will always, always be a part of my life. The House of Beauty has taken off. It's doing well. What prompted you to want to start a second business, when, especially <laughs> when, you're, when the first one is so busy and successful? <clears throat> so that's actually a funny story. I mean, it's not funny, but it is. So in June, I was diagnosed with uterine cancer, mm. and things just went downhill from there. With my health, I wasn't able to work as much, and these two girls came up to me and they were very successful, but they only had part-time, like I said. And they told me, we need to go full-time. I did not want to lose them mm -hmm. because they are really good. And I told them, okay, I'm going to pray on it, see what I can do. And I went home very stressed. So a couple months passed by and I started chemo and during that time, I had um, a landlord call me and say, hey, I have a space available um, in a couple of weeks, and you've always taken good care of my buildings, and I want to know if you can take over this one. I'm not going to charge you a deposit. I'm not going to um, make you sign anything. Just take care of it. Wow. So I told him, look, I can barely get out of the house. I'm wearing a mask. <laughs> I'm very sick, but I will... I will go look at it once I'm feeling a little better. So a week passed by, I looked at the space and it was very ugly. <laughs> it was another ugly house that needed a lot of work. And I felt alive again. Mm. I felt like this is the spot. And I took pictures, signed, signed um, my little contract. What's well, not a little contract. I signed a contract with, with him and I contacted the girls. I showed them the space. They said it's ugly. And I told them it's going to be beautiful. So they agreed. And this was all during chemo. So I had wow. no energy. I could barely stand up. Called my family. And they did everything. They painted. They cleaned. Wow. They took me to Ikea to go get some furniture. They took me to other stores to get furniture. I didn't carry a thing. And... The spot is so beautiful. You would never imagine 
that it would be so beautiful the way it is. So that was the end of last year and we opened and it is fully staffed already. Wow. Yes. Nice. Well, congratulations. Thank you. What is your vision of the future on the on the spa? So the spa, I just want to continue it. It's We have um, massage. We have nails, facials, waxing, lash extensions. And the girls there are already successful. And I honestly feel like the spa was a little too easy. Um in regards to filling it up and building, the girls mm-hmm. are already, they're so busy. Some of them are just out of beauty school and they wow. already have a full clientele. Excellent. Yes. Well, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> One of the things that is fascinating and that I personally enjoy when I work with business clients is the is when I'm able to help somebody do bigger or better than ourselves. And it looks like that's something that you're achieving right now with the salon and here in the House of Beauty is is you're helping and getting that personal gratitude of success when you're able to help somebody else become very successful as well. Yes. Well, I feel like everyone has a passion. Everyone has a dream. Everyone has a desire. Hmm. And sometimes people just need a little bit of a push and a little bit of a guidance, a little bit of guidance to achieve what they want. I always loved the beauty industry since I was a little girl Mm -hmm. and I was always put down for it because it was seen as a side job. It was seen as a hobby, nothing that brings success, nothing that was stable, which is why I ended up in the medical industry Mm -hmm. and I never, never lost that passion. And I do have to thank my ex-boyfriend. Okay. All right. (laughs) Um, He gave me that push. He told me just do it. If it isn't meant to be, things will not come together. Right. And and I feel like I need to be that for people in my salon. And if me as the leader, I'm not doing that, my business won't be successful. So that's how I just, I view things. I don't want to give our listeners the impression that everything that you have done has been absolutely perfect and the entire red carpet was rolled out for you, even though with the starting of your second business, you did start in the middle of chemotherapy. (laughs) (laughs) So no excuses. No excuses whatsoever. (laughs) Exactly. What is, what was a major failure or apparent failure that led to later success here in the house of beauty? A major failure. And it will always be my example is I started with a business partner. Hmm. And is, was it just the wrong partner or was it just bad to have a partner in general? I am not a fan of business partners. Okay. Unless there is a huge, long, very detailed contract. For me, business partners is probably the worst idea, especially when it's friends. Mm. Thankfully, um, my friendship is going very strong with this person. Mm -hmm. It was poisonous for both of us. It was dangerous and it caused almost a year stump for me. Hmm. So that was a huge learning experience of what not to have. Without going into too much detail and belaboring this, what was one of the stumbling blocks that having this partner, one of the conflicts that challenged you in develop of developing this business with having that business partner? So there's actually a couple of main things. It was vision. So Mm -hmm. differences in visions, Mm -hmm. accountability, Mm -hmm. and trust. 
Mm. Those are huge things. Even though when we first started, before we even set foot in the building, we had a vision. Mm -hmm. We learned a couple of months down the road, our visions were actually extremely different. Mm. And accountability was a major thing, um, whether it was finances or showing up on the same day at the same time to clean or to run errands. There was an accountability for that and trust, trusting that they were going to be up to par with how you wanted things to be ran or how things were agreed to be, to be run, ran, run, run. Right. Right. (laughs) That one was a little confusing. So that's okay. My, my mother, who's the grammarian will sit there and probably correct us in the, on Facebook till the cows come home on that. So that's okay. (laughs) That's okay. Already a couple of points in this interview, your faith has has shown itself. And very briefly, tell us how your faith has gotten you through this difficult trial of the partnership and also through your chemo. So with my partnership, both of us are Christians. Mm-hmm. And so we both rec- recognize that we're sinners. Right. We're going to fail. Right. And that just like Christ forgave us, we are to forgive. And so that's a conversation that my business, my old business partner and I had. And that's something that helped us to restore our friendship. We're actually best friends. And I've never seen that happen before. Mm. I've seen friendships fall apart and it just becomes poisonous all around. Right. And I think that, that having Christ in our lives was something that helped heal, heal us move on and restore our friendship. And what was the second part of your question? No, no, <laughs> Sorry that, about that's, that. That's perfect because you, <clears throat> you, you nailed it right on the head. Um, and in, in addition to the Bible, what other book or business book has influenced the way you've done business here at the House of Beauty? So there is a book that I'm actually reading right now. I'm going to be honest with you. I do not like reading. I actually listen to the Bible more than I open it up and, and read it. Sure. But up until just few months ago. So a book that I'm reading right now is called Expert Secrets. Okay. And I just started reading it because I just got it in the mail. Um, but I'm learning that people want to hear my story. Mm. When I was first diagnosed with cancer, I try to keep it a secret. I was humiliated. I felt like I was defeated mm-hmm. in life and I was embarrassed because... I saw it as people are going to see that I'm weak. I've Mm. always been very strong, worked a lot, very demanding and in life, like with what I wanted and cancer came and just crushed everything. It crushed who I was. It broke me down and it was one of the worst things, but the best things that happened to me last year. Mm. So tell us a little bit about expert secrets and why that book is, it was important to you. So I didn't even know about this book. I had a friend who, encouraged me to read it. So like I said, I just started started reading it and it's teaching on telling your story and using that story to draw people into what you're doing, to make them want the services that you provide. And I've actually been seeing that this past year that people sit in my chair, they follow me a little bit on Instagram. They start seeing those stories like, why were you bald? And why do you have short hair now? And your, your wedding picture, your hair is long. So I'm able to provide this story for them, include my passion for hair and my passion for business and 
my passion for people being successful and it draws them in they they love it and i feel like that since this has happened my business has actually boomed because of that because wow. of this story mm-hmm. and so this book is teaching me on how to portray that or um speak that successfully and for our listeners if you want to uh, find or get a copy of Expert Secrets, you can go to uh, smallbusinesscelebration.com under resources, and uh, you'll see a, a listing for recommended reading. And so you can go through the different books that we've got there, including Expert Secrets, which you can go ahead and purchase right from the website. So, And that's uh, Small Business Celebration uh, resources and recommended reading for the book Expert Secrets. What advice would you give a smart driven person who wants to start their own business every person who walks into my my salon is one of those people and i will tell them the same thing do not have a business partner (laughs) (laughs) and do not give up don't ever stop you're going to get a lot of frustrate frustrating days you're going to have a lot of what am i doing is it worth it you're going to have people who are discouraging you and in my life, it was my family at first. Mm. They really discouraged me. And what I tell them is to keep going. If you know that you're good, if you see that you're good, keep pushing forward. Mm-hmm. It might take a couple of years, but keep pushing forward. It took me three years to finally be able to relax and enjoy the fruits of my labor. Mm-hmm. And when you were having going through those troubles and those days of irritation and frustration, what did you do for yourself to help work with that or ease that frustration or irritation? Prayer for me is the biggest answer. Mm-hmm. I I don't like to work out. <laughs> okay. All right. I know some people do that, do things to de-stress, but I pray. My husband and I pray together. We pray a lot. And there's times that I don't have the answer. He doesn't have the answer. Hmm. And we just wait. That's all we can do is just wait or seek business advice. Okay. And when you're feeling overwhelmed or unfocused or at least unfocused temporarily, what do you do in addition to prayer? Um, I do meet up with, there's certain people in my life that I, they know they're not just my friends, but they're also my advisors. Mm -hmm. I have, um, one of my friends, Tim, he's super great at making me refocus on my why. Why are you doing this? You know the answer already. Johnny's another one. Uh, my sister Elida and my brother-in-law Joe, who's mm. her husband, they are also huge advisors to me. And those are probably my main main four people that I that I go to when I feel like I'm stuck or I need a little budge on a decision. So, or when times are really stressful. Good. You've you've got your own mastermind group of my people. My village, my little village, <laughs> as I call them. <laughs> How has the customer changed in the last five or ten years, or at least since when you started your business? Customers, my my personal customers, a lot of them have actually been with me since I was in beauty school, and the trust, the dedication, has mm-hmm. changed. It's gotten much better, mm-hmm. and. It's funny because most of my clientele are from the hospital I worked at. 
They have stuck with me. They've supported me. They went from paying $30 for a color cut and style to $150 for a color cut and style, sort of things like that without a question, without even second guessing because they believed in me because they, they knew that the quality of service they were getting was worth it. Worth it. With all this growth and success that you've had with the House of Beauty and the Spa, how, what is your vision of the next five or 10 years? My vision for the next five or 10 years is I want to open up one more location. Mm -hmm. I know that we provide almost anything and everything that the beauty industry can provide except for men's services. So that's one more thing that I want to open. Mm -hmm. But at this point, I also want to be a speaker. I want to encourage people. I want to go to the schools. I want to hold, um, even if it's small conferences, just to encourage people. I feel like my generation, they don't know what they're doing a lot of the times. Mm -hmm. they're, they want to make money, mm -hmm. but they don't know where to start or they don't have the guidance or the encouragement that they need. And I, I want to be able to do that for people on a, on a larger scale. For our listeners who have never heard of the House of Beauty or the spa, where can they find you? We are located in downtown Bakersfield, the heart of Bakersfield, which is my favorite part, at 1829 18th Street. And the spa is at 2116 17th Street. And they are both houses, so don't look for a square <laughs> building. <laughs> and where can they find you on social media? Social media. Okay, so pay attention. House of Beauty is House of Beauty 1829. And House of Beauty the Spa is... House of Beauty underscore the spa. And my personal um, business page is Karina underscore does underscore hair. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Karina, it's been a pleasure having Thank you on the podcast. Thank you very much. Welcome to the new year. And we look forward to all of your great growth and success in the future. Thank you. It's going to be an exciting year. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you may find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. And that's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. Also, if you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. If there is a business in the California, San Joaquin Valley you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I am your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.